Amen. Thank you, Dana, for using your gifts here every Sunday to minister, to bless the community of faith here. Savior, like a shepherd, lead, lead us. Praise the Lord. Amen. I love that. <laughs> I'd like to read much of this fourth chapter from John's Gospel. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees has heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed in again for Galilee. He had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's will was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whosoever drink from the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you, you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you, that you are a prophet, our fathers worship on this mountain, um, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where the people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is here, 
when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The 25th verse of this fourth chapter of John proceeds, The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then the disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman. But no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food, my food is to do the will of him who has sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say that there are four months then cometh harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reap is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. The 37th verse of this Full chapter of John. For here the saying holds true, Jesus declared. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. This full chapter of John, familiar to many of us, like a diamond, one can view it from various angles and draw such precious truths from this encounter. During a season of Lent, when we are reminded and encouraged to search our hearts, this season of Lent that reminds us uh, that uh, we are thus and to thus we shall return 
It is in this season of length and the second Sunday that we read the account of this woman of Samaria. An outcast, some would consider her to be. And the disciples with Jesus seemingly were satisfied with the status quo. Satisfied that they have come to know Messiah. But Jesus obviously had an agenda that so greatly surpasses that of theirs. In as much as it surpasses our agenda today. But Jesus is always looking to include others into this wonderful family of his. And I trust that what we take away from this encounter today is that like Jesus, he would have us to reach beyond where we are. To go beyond the comforts that we have so become accustomed to and seek to include others. Meeting this woman at the well, the King James Version says that Jesus, in returning, must go through Samaria. I noted that Jews could find often excuses to bypass encounters with Samaritans. They were considered not part of their inner circle. But Jesus, wanting to keep an appointment, a divine appointment, went through Samaria and encountered this woman at the well. And it was he who posed the first question. It was Jesus who asked of this woman that she who is here to draw water would give him some of that to drink. To which she rightfully responds, it's not, it's not right really for us Samaritans to <laughs> communicate with you Jews. And more so, culturally, it was not proper as some would consider it to be for him being a man to address such a woman. A woman who apparently was considered an outcast from those within her community that she had to come during the heat of the day to draw water sustaining for life. Jesus desires to bring her in into the inner circle, he addressed her. He asked the question, putting himself in that place of need. Uh, what a remarkable example he is to us. For if we are going to win souls, if we are going to encourage others to be a part of the community of faith, we must be wise. And so Jesus, he reached out. He asked of her for water. And the woman being startled by that, as we read, the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, would ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. In the tenth verse of the fourth chapter of John, Jesus answered her, Woman, if you knew who it is that ask of you for water, you would be asking of me. Jesus, in this season of Lent, who knows us entirely, is still reaching out to us for fellowship. It's in this season of Lent as we reflect and 
we come to grips with those areas of our lives that uh, we wrestle with, those areas that we need to repent and give over to him. It is he who approaches us, knowing us completely and yet loving us so immensely. He knew this woman. He knew everything there is to know of her. As you see in the 11th verse, the woman said, Sir, you have nothing to draw wit, and this well is deep. From whence can you get this water, this living water? Are you greater than Jacob, our father, who dug this well, and his sons and livestock drink from it? Jesus said in the 13th verse, Everyone who drinks from this water will thirst again. But whosoever drink of the water that I will give will never thirst again. Which her response rightfully was, Sir, give me this water to drink. Brothers and sisters, God has brought us to a place in himself where we have found the fount of living water in the person of Christ. And there are many who are yet to encounter such a personality, to know him personally, and to be able to draw from him the living, sustaining water of life. For those that may consider themselves too far removed to be reconciled with God, this woman of Samaria gives hope. For Jesus, who knows all things, display this to her. Before giving in to her requests, he made a request of his own. He said to her, go call your husband and come here. To which the woman said, I have no husband. To which Jesus rightfully responds, you are right in your saying. For you have had several and the one that you are now with is not your own. You know, brothers and sisters, we often can find Issues with people and the tendency to point our fingers. But I want us to note how God, through Christ, is using this encounter to speak so profoundly to all people. And to display the love that he has for all people. She, being so intrigued with the insight that he had, says, I perceive that you are a prophet, for you're telling me things of myself that you ought not know of. And then she went into her religious spiel. She says, you speak of worshiping in this place, and we Samaritans, we worship in that place. No different from today, when we seek to encounter people with the good news of the gospel, Persons normally find various religious sectors to run off into. But Jesus' response was so profound that he was not about religion. He was calling her, inviting her into a relationship with himself. And that is true today, that God is inviting all people from all walks of life, despite where you have been and what you may have been tainted with, Despite what labels people in society may have placed in you, Jesus extends his love and he calls you. And so this season of Lent should not be 
one in which we are sensing a need to draw back because of the ugliness of things that uh, we may feel with regards to ourselves. But we can come and lay it bare before him, knowing that he who calls us to himself loves us. I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain. But you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. The response of Jesus then is his response even now. For God is a spirit, the 24th verse, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ, and when he comes, he will tell me all things. Jesus responds to her, as he responds to all people who are seeking intimate fellowship with himself. He says, I who speak to you, I am he. I am he. The disciples, we must note before we conclude today, because that's where many of us find ourselves as believers, as disciples of Christ. Their attitude was not one to be applauded. They marveled. That Jesus is talking with someone who is not part of their, of their clique. Someone who is on the other side. We still have disciples today who look upon people, label and categorize them as being of the other side. We still have disciples today who are satisfied with just us twelve and no more. And not willing to open and extend themselves to others. On this second Sunday of Lent, I pray that you and I, like Jesus, would seek out those who, who we need to strike up a conversation with. Go out of our way so that we can have encounters with women and men, young and older alike, and, and start a conversation with them. A conversation that will lead to life. A conversation that will lead to inclusion. And the woman, she, she left her water jar and went away into the town. And she found those within the town. She said, come see a man. A man who told me everything about myself. She went with enthusiasm. She left her water pot and, and she rushed back into, into her community. She had a story to tell and she was excited about it. And my brothers and sisters, we have a story to tell. God has done a work in our hearts and in our lives. It may have been 20 years ago or 15 years ago or several weeks ago, but it is still a story and it is your story and it's a true story. And I pray that we would not lose the enthusiasm as to what God has done in our lives. That we can go and share with others. I have found, I have found a relationship with him. And I have found the community, a community that embraces me. I have found the man that despite he knew all of my past, he was willing to converse with me. When we go with such enthusiasm, when we go with such love... People can't help but respond. 
the entire community, it would appear, responded to her. And they came out to see, to inquire what it is that she is speaking of. What encounter have she had? They, the Samaritans, then asked the Jew, Jesus, to tarry with them, for which he obliged and spent two more days. What an encounter. No longer just the 12 of us and no more, but now we opened to embrace not only this Samaritan woman, but all those who came out to be a part. We're in the season of Lent. Draw strength from this that despite where you've been or what you've done, God can tell you things about yourself and myself that we may have forgotten of. He knows it all. He knows the goriness of it all. And yet, the questions that he asks of us, the questions that he impresses on your heart and your spirit, it's not to condemn you. It's not to condemn you. It's to draw you and me in. And for us, hopefully, to be able to declare, what manner of love is this, that one who knows me immensely loves me so profoundly. Let us search our hearts. Let us confess to him who points out to us those areas that he's calling us to surrender. And it's going to be different for all of us. Let us, let us borrow the words of the psalmist David in the 51st Psalm in declaring I encourage you to join with me. Together, we declare these words. Have mercy. Have mercy in me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For I know that my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Amen.
say 